This is Mind Raid with the Koch brothers. Hey guys, welcome to Mind Raid. Uh, joined joined by uh, our good friend Juan. Juan, welcome to Mind Raid. Juan Juan just kind of wandered in here, <laughs> and uh, didn't plan on taking part of this deal, but uh, we're glad to have him. Juan, uh, tell the tell the crowd where you're at. You are an accomplished martial arts fighter. Uh, you train in North Carolina. Originally, I'm from Puerto Rico. Uh, I'm a black belt in Kempo Karate. I met you guys. What? Two years, two, two, years ago. Yep. two and a half years ago, whatever. Yeah. Two years, and uh, I'm a fighter as well. I'm a pro fighter. Uh, I met Keone and Eric over in uh, North Carolina. I'm been affiliated with Duke Rufus, and that's how we kind of hit it off. And he was training at a core fitness MMA over in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, we hit it off. These guys well, amazing, yeah, the reason we hit it off, I think, is because you guys were fucking awesome, really, to be completely yeah, good honest. Like, super, super good hosts. Uh, we kept hearing Southern Hospitality, and uh, you guys went well over and beyond what, what you needed to go, and that's shit. Like, I don't forget shit like that, you know, so I appreciate that. Um, we're going to talk about aliens, and we've been, ta- <laughs> we've been talking about wanting to talk. This is such a broad, vast subject. Me and my brother talk about it. Uh, bro, I don't know what you think about this, but here's what I'm concerned about with this talk. We're not we're not going to be able to get enough said. No. There's no way that we're going to be able to discuss this in length the way that we should. Unless you guys want a three-hour podcast. Yeah, and they don't. They want, Who they, knows? They want 15. We want three hours. They want yeah. 15 minutes on the way to work. I get it. Maybe we will have to do more than one, but mm-hmm. we were talking just a little, bit of, uh, a little bit ago, and we were talking, what are we going to do? We, we have no plan for this. We should. We never do. We never yeah. have any plans for anything. Yeah. Uh, and we wanted to start with the vastness of space itself. We were, we were lucky to have a mom that tried to explain this to us and put it into words. And mom used to tell me about how, uh, you know, when you flip on the light switch, how long it takes for that light to get from the bulb to the wall is the speed of light. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when you're a kid, it's instantaneous. Yeah. You don't you don't see it you don't you can't perceivably see that light going through the the air or whatever mm-hmm. when she put into my mind the idea that you could uh, drive a car let's say right and turn on the headlights and if you were going at the speed of light you would keep pace with the light you would never the light would never get ahead of you right. you wouldn't see beams you would see like a finite end almost to this light that blew my mind especially when i i found out how fast the speed of light actually is. Do you know, I mean, I'm, I don't know, but how big is the universe? How many light years does it take to get across the entire universe as we know it? Well, for what we know, it's infinite. You know, we don't know, we don't know of an end to the universe. A lot of people don't believe in aliens just because of the proof, right? Well, for what we know, we don't have proof that aliens exist. To me... It's mathematically improbable that just by sheer numbers of how much how big we know the universe is of now and that we still don't know how much it continues, just off sheer numbers, it's 
highly unlikely that there isn't other life. I've always thought the same thing. I've always thought that uh, life was amazing. And it was an incredible thing that when all the perfect conditions come together to create life on a planet like Earth, that's really rare and really special. But once I tried to wrap my mind around how big the universe was, I went, well, it's not that inconceivable. No. There could be life somewhere else. And in fact, if there's life at the bottom of the sea under immense pressure, no sunlight, Mm -hmm. total blackness, right? Pressures nothing can withstand, so so to speak. There's life under the 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 first layer of the Earth's crust, and there's bacteria that mm-hmm. exists in places that w- you would never think. The uh, the that Arctic. we couldn't survive. The Arctic, right? Why would I think that somewhere out in that vastness, that huge expanse, like yeah. you said, is it so hard to assume that there's not like uh, bacteria, right? I think people want to assume that there's these these grays and these, you know, and there probably is. But uh, the idea that there's like bacteria somewhere out there proves that there's life, that there's life somewhere yeah. else. And yeah. that what that means is the story, we the narrative that we've been told all along might not necessarily be accurate all the time. It's a hard thing for us to say whether it's possible or not, because variables are different. You know, cockroaches, for example, if a nuclear war was to go down and it, we wiped all humans off the face of the earth, cockroaches would still be around. And probably so there, some other stuff. too. Yeah, there's so there are things that can survive in climates we can't. And um, putting that along with sheer numbers, you know, I'm not obviously a lot of planets are going to be dead. There's not going to be life. But that's not to say that the are the only planets have life on them are like earth you know what i'm saying we're we're under this uh, not we're but a lot of people are under the the idea that it's got to be like earth if there's going to be life which i don't think is true at all i think i think like i said there's different variables and there's different things there's different species there are things that can live in certain certain climates and you bring up the ocean that's the same thing we couldn't survive down there it's impossible. We can't. But there's stuff that does thrive down there, and they they live in that climate. That's the only climate they can really live in. There's we've talked about this before. Yeah. To me, look no further than the ocean to know that aliens are. Yeah, real. man. That somewhere out there, there's not some sea with mm-hmm. some squiggly shit floating around well, in it. They, some horrible, scary shit. You know what I mean? I just think there's so many variables. I think a lot of people think that it needs to be like the perfect perfect temperature the perfect you know there needs to be water they need they need they need could be fucking radioactive that yeah there's bacteria that that live in radioactive right 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 so the the variables are a lot different when it first comes to aliens and when i when i speak to people who don't believe in aliens i don't get straight into the like fbi files and what we know we're hiding all these more from a logical standpoint for, from what we know, what we can take as humans, it's just very unrealistic to think that there isn't other life in such a vast universe. The vast universe that you speak of per Google. The proper distance, the distance as would be measured at a specific time, including the present, between Earth and the edge of the observable universe is 46 billion light years. Making the diameter of the observable universe about 93 billion light years. That means that if you were on... Okay, buckle up. (laughs) The speed of light 
is 186,282 miles per second. In miles per hour, light speed is, well, a lot. About 670,616,629 miles per hour. So if you wanted to travel from one edge of the universe, you would have to go 186,282 miles per second for 96 billion years. <laughs> to get to the <laughs> For 96 billion years, you would have to travel faster than mankind has ever come close and maybe ever will come close yeah. to traveling. Mm -hmm. How can you tell me that you know shit about shit? Yeah. If we know that, yeah. how can you tell me that somewhere out there in that abyss that you can't fathom, we're not even talking about like weird shit like black holes and shit, mm -hmm. that there's not something that we are the only ones. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. Uh, the the fact the fact that you could travel that far for your entire observable lifetime and not never come close to seeing it. If you were traveling at the speed of light, started right now, yeah. you'd get nowhere. Yeah. At all. In the universe. Yeah. You would I don't even know if you'd get much past a galaxy. I, I honestly have no yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> That's really hard for me to wrap my mind around. Yeah. You ever see those things where it's like a picture of the Milky Way and it says you are here and it's this tiny little dot mm -hmm. and that dot is like our whole solar system? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Every every star that has a gravitational pull more, most likely has planets. So when you see those big clusters of just white and their little pixelization in there is a star and that has a solar system. So... Even averaging it out, how many planets are in our solar system? We got. Do we, depends on if we're counting Pluto. Are we counting Pluto? Or, yeah, or yeah, Planet yeah. X or whatever yeah, people yeah. are talking about. Now. Yeah, but you know, let's let's say a base. Even if five planets, right? If if we got to go on an average, and that's on the lower end, five planets to every star. How many stars? We don't even fucking know. We don't even know. So having those planets and this is this is my argument too if if it was the case where for life like us intelligent life to 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 live have to be under a certain amount of circumstances and it has to be a planet just like ours even if the odds out of all those planets if we're one in a million are still a lot of those fucking planets there's still a ton of earths out there you know what i'm saying in somewhere along the line some shit was going to happen. Some miraculous concoction was going to happen. And it might be so far away from here that we'll never know about it. Yeah. But it almost has to. There's also another theory out there that's pretty provocative that says um, before a civilization would ever make contact with another civilization, there's uh, too high a chance that they would die out and that they would destroy each other before they would ever get there. That's based on probably... Um, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense from a numbers perspective. But I think that that's a, a theory that exists with the information that we have at this present time. Did you guys ever see the cosmos, the new cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yep. yep. So he talks about the cosmic calendar. And he, he likens the entire universe's time to one calendar year, right? Mm -hmm. So the Big Bang, that's January 1st, right? Yeah. 
humans show up on December 31st at midnight or like 1158 or 11 or some crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. We have in on a cosmic scale or a universal scale, humans have barely seen a blip on the radar. Right. All of the the birth of the universe, all of the expansion of the planets and universe for all of that time. Humans were only on that cosmic calendar at the very stroke of midnight on the last day. We have not been on this planet or in the universe for any amount of time. Mm -hmm. And this universe is so vast, like we're just now being able to peer into it with like special tools that we've made. What if there's a civilization out there two trillion years ago? That's well that's that's what I'm saying. And the chances of that are very, very high. You would think. Very, very you high. You would think that they're very high. Um, a lot of people would wouldn't think that they're very high. A lot of people think that there's uh, we live on a flat earth and there's a giant conspiracy for no reason uh, to convince everybody that we're on a disc instead of a ball. Yeah. I don't know why the why anybody would give a shit, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the government. They've almost admitted that they're keeping secrets about aliens. Yeah. Why? I mean, we know why, but uh, but what what uh, reason can you justify to the public that you are harboring secrets that are potentially the largest discoveries in the history? Not potentially, control. they are control. Yeah, lockdown control because people have they have an ability where when there's a crisis or we're not the big fish in the pond, people work together. You look at how war ridden our our world is. We've been fighting since the beginning. You know beginning of our existence if it came out tomorrow that a hundred percent all the government the world came together and the un the you know the united states everybody came out and said yep aliens exist we know about them we've been talking to them people just like people being afraid of the dark they're afraid of what they can't see would come together it would no longer be a battle for the planet we would now know that there's other things out there that are bigger than us beyond us beyond us and i think people would actually work together more than they do now the one problem with the human race is corruption you know i think i think power and keeping everything here at home people they want to keep control of what they have and i think as soon as that gets out you, you would have a lot of people freak out, but in that freaking out, I think it would be something afterwards people would actually come together. So let's talk know? about that control. What, how, how does a government that harbors secrets of extraterrestrial life, how do they actually control the people by harboring those secrets? Why does that control the people? Because, well, it goes back to our beginning thought process on this. There's a lot of people, and I'm surprised, there's a lot of people, even for what we know, the vastness of the universe, um, just how, how, how crazy it is, how many planets, how many solar systems there are that still believe there's no way there's aliens. I, I almost feel like people are, are raised to believe that we are so special. We are, we are so special and we're, well, that's, we're, that's indoctrinated into a lot of uh, religious theory. Right, right. And that's another thing with religion, you know, religion, they, they, they can believe in something that they really don't see. You know, all the same stuff with aliens, but they think it's blasphemy when you believe in extraterrestrials. They believe in a lot of stuff they can't see, they can't prove. And what's their argument? You just got to have faith. You got to have faith, right? Well, 
this isn't even faith. Usually it's it's specific faith, too. Right. It's right. not like just faith. It's this, my faith. This, we're using what we know. We're using numbers. You know, this is this is stuff we know. And we've we've progressed quite a bit. I mean, for us, we've progressed a, a lot for the short time we've been here. But we're getting to a point where we're realizing we really are small. A lot of people don't want to believe it because it's scary to them. It's scary to them to think that they aren't really in control. Top of, of the food chain, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're not top of the food um, chain. Here, I've thought about this a lot, and uh, here's what I think in terms of a way that a government can exact control. The American public, or any public, uh, was made aware of and verified extraterrestrial life. It would rewrite human history. It mm. would rewrite the history of the universe, and it would change everything. Yeah. To withhold information like that even if you were to do it say this is for your best interest you can't handle this information that your government can handle right like yeah, yeah, yeah. like we pay you assholes to represent us but you're going to tell us we can't handle the information right, right whatever this information would be the most significant technological improvements in human history mm-hmm. then this would be a motive for a government if we'd come into a contact with an alien craft that had some kind of technology that we couldn't understand, but we could reverse engineer, we could solve the world's problems. Mm-hmm. We could solve the pr- world's energy problems. But if we solved the world's energy problems, we would cut the world's energy holders' budgets. Mm-hmm. So if you control this technology, you can slowly deliver it to a dumbed-down populace. And there's people that believe that you can almost, and this is tinfoil hat stuff for everybody, you can almost trace this incredibly huge technological boom mm-hmm. after the the 40s and 50s, mm-hmm. during the nuclear age, yeah. um, when Roswell apparently or supposedly happened and was covered up, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true or if it's just that we're hitting a point in human history where technology is doing this and just yeah. it's spiraling up. There's evidence of that as well. If I tell you... I know there's aliens and I've talked to them, then you might want to talk to them too. You know what I'm saying? And you have a right to it as, a, as not a human being. You have a right as a citizen of the universe to know that these things exist. The government has absolutely no right to tell you that you don't have a right to be aware of something so profoundly important. The reason for controlling this information is simple. They can control the technology. They can slowly disseminate the technology at a, at a, at a high cost to an ignorant public that doesn't know how to use it or how to control use of it. And um, you can withhold and say, oh, well, I'm going to make sure that the money that is in, like, let's say this oil conglomerate, I'm going to make sure that you get your your return. While we use this top secret technology for military purposes, you can use it for all kinds of nefarious shit. But if you withhold the information willingly from the people, in in my opinion, you're a present danger to the to the American public because you're you're keeping secrets from them that could save the planet itself, right? Yeah. But I think the main thing is money. Yeah. I think the main thing comes down to money and power. And uh, there's, a, there's a good reason. They say that they don't want people fearful, you know? Like, that I have heard that theory. Oh, well, you wouldn't want to tell because everybody would freak out. You know, that's based on. That's based on the War of the Worlds. Yeah. A radio broadcast that happened. I'd have to look up the year. Um, the War of the Worlds by, I think Orson Welles read it. It was read as a news telecast. The aliens are attacking in Mars and blah, 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 or in uh, Washington, D.C., and they're blowing up the Capitol. And everybody thought it was real. Uh-huh. So everybody across the country listening to their radios freaked out 
And we're like, oh my God, like aliens are actually attacked. They bought it hook, line, and sinker. It was on the radio, bro. Yeah. They didn't even see it. They just started calling family members on their rotary phones going, shit. Yeah. The aliens are burning us alive. It yeah. was just a show. So I read into this a little bit, and I'm almost positive. Quote me on it and tear me up if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure the Rockefellers had a study commissioned on mass panic after this, this radio telecast went down. And that is in the, the family archives, guarded archives under their house. And like they haven't shared it with hardly anybody. But this, I also found it interesting that this, this telecast that, that they studied, the panic of, happened in their tower, in Rockefeller Tower. But um, they studied the, the mass panic, and many other people did, that ensued after this. And it got me thinking, like, people look at the TV now and they're like, that's true. Everything I see on TV is true. As long as my eyes believe what I see. And with CGI being what it is right now, you could manufacture almost anything and put it on the news and simpletons would believe it without even thinking twice about whether it was real or not. That's where we're at technologically. It's kind of scary. I think it's improbable that there's not something out there in the universe. But I, I want to talk about something that I've been thinking about and I cannot get it off my mind. And it's something that, bro, you and me have talked about uh, a lot and that's natural selection. Yeah. Natural selection, the law of natural selection, um, being that the weakest usually are called off from the strong. And, you know, uh, as, as uh, animals evolve, there's this process of natural selection where the strongest survive and thrive and continue the line forward. And it's hard to argue with it because there's evidence of it all over the place. There's evidence of it in human behavior and life. There's evidence, obviously, all over the animal kingdom. But I, I, have a, I have this theory that I want to share. And this theory is the theory of cosmic natural selection. So many people have said, well, look, if there's these aliens with all of these technologies and they can see us, why wouldn't they come down and say hi? And you know exactly where I'm going with yeah. this. Yeah. Yep. Natural selection is why. Uh -huh. My theory is this. If a species, if an intelligent species has any hope of getting off of the, whatever proverbial rock that they reside upon, right? From primitive beings to advanced beings. If they have any hope, these intelligent creatures have to band all together. They have to use the collective resources of mind and body and the resources of their home planet to have any hope to develop technology to get them off that planet. You're gonna get blown to smithereens eventually. Yeah. By some giant asteroid yep. or by a, a, an imp, a exploding star or imploding star, a, a supernova. Yep. Eventually, the shit's going down cosmically and you need to find a way to transcend wherever you came from mm -hmm. to become godly almost, right? To mm -hmm. get away and to understand, to prevent your own cosmic mortality is some pretty crazy shit. Mm -hmm. That will not happen with nations. No. That will not happen with divided religion and warring religion. It, it cannot happen because we don't have the resources to make it happen if we're divided. That's cosmic natural selection. The reason that no aliens would come down here is because we would be a clear and present danger to the entire universe if they gave us their shit. Yeah. They're sitting up there looking at us warring right now. Yep. For centuries, bombing little kids and shit. Mm -hmm. Do you think they're just going to go, hey guys, you want some tech? Yeah, yeah. Knowing yeah. that we could literally take, what if they've existed for a trillion years? Yeah. And they're just going to come hand some monkeys that fight laser beams and mm -hmm. shit? No. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. They're not going to do that. What they're going to do is this. They're going to watch and wait and they'll fly around and they'll let us know and they'll try to pique our interest and, and see if maybe we demand social change and whether we hold our leaders accountable or demand truth. But they're not going to help us out as long as we're like killing babies with drones and shit. Mm -hmm. They're going to let us burn, bro. Yep. And they're going to go up there and go, well, it's sad, but like, that's the way it is. We can't allow that. We can't allow that species to ascend. <laughs> You know, growing up, you watch a lot of alien invasion movies and stuff like that. My, that used to kind of be my thought, you know, just naturally. And that comes from, you know, invasions or th they're stronger, right? So they're going to come take our resources. What fucking resources do they need that we have? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if they needed resources, we'd be gone already. In one second. Yeah, we'd be done. They'd go, hey, uh, we're going to take your planet and you're all dead. Yeah, that's it. Graham Hancock, have you heard of him? So he's an archaeologist who's been kind of scorned because he researches archaeology that doesn't have explanation. Yeah. Like cities that were born, that are buried under the sea. Some archaeological sites that archaeologists have no traditional explanation for. And they're just like, well, I, I can't explain this, so I don't yeah. know what it is. There's evidence to suggest that uh, it potentially even advanced human life as aided by something, potentially. Yeah existed well before what we were told like yeah. the the theory of atlantis mm -hmm. and there's a lot of evidence out there that you really can't not pay attention to mm -hmm. there might not be an explanation for it it might not have enough hieroglyphics for you to make a language but it's there yeah and it make it reminds me that the earth has a tendency of burying its own history yeah the earth itself changes so much with volcanoes and earthquakes and mm -hmm. calamity and erosion that eventually everything kind of wears away recycled yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the goal should be for a species to get off the planet yeah. and we should be doing everything that we should, we could to do that. And it's like, why, are, why do we have all of these, we have an international space station, but why yeah. do we have all these different countries yeah. spending all this different money on their own shit yeah. when we could make a super fucking rocket, an yeah. international super rocket with an international crew and go further and longer than anybody's ever went before. Why aren't we doing that shit? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, well, we don't have money in the budget. But we have money to blow the shit out of countries. Yeah, a lot of money. And kill, and kill archaeology and resources right. and people and well, create. Now, this is more tinfoil hat shit. Conspiracy theory. But honestly, what I believe in this 100%, you could think I'm crazy, is I think we are a descendant. We are a half-breed of another race that's not from here. Um, You know, well, I was, where I was going with this is... <sighs> This is going to be a, a stretch to tie into that, but it's on the same wavelength. I didn't realize that fungi mm -hmm. and funguses can live in the vacuum of space, mm -hmm. meaning that. And like the more I research and know about fungi, the more create. There's this uh, th this documentary that I'm dying to see called Fantastic Fungi, mm -hmm. but it's got illustrations of how fungus like reaches its tentacles into everything on Earth. And that it can, like you, I've read that it can exist in a vacuum. So you've heard the stoned ape theory, right? Yeah. Yep. I think that there's a there's a possibility, and this seems so far fetched. That people are gonna think we're fucking nuts. God hey, damn. it's alien, so fuck it. Yeah. So I think that this potentially could be the seed of intelligent life. This could be something that has been sent through the universe, this fungi, this simple organism that breaks things down, that makes people trip out and have hallucinogenic visions. 
is potentially something that is supposed to survive the vacuum of space and get blown around and seed potentially intelligent life. Yeah. Whatever animals exist on said planet, if this stoned ape theory has any credibility, and I know people think it's a stretch, but it makes sense. Mm -hmm. These simple creatures or these creatures that are learning more complex ways to communicate, you know, maybe they were ape-like in ways, mm -hmm. take this substance routinely over the course of 100,000 years, mm -hmm. and it changes the chemical makeup of their brain, it changes the way they live, it, they start putting on, you know, warmer clothes mm -hmm. because they understand things, they get less hair. Mm -hmm. I think something like that very well could happen, and the, you know, to say it just all kind of happened and we tripped into it, mm -hmm. it Okay, maybe, but it makes more sense to me that w evolution happened on a planet and will continue to happen, and there was huge die-offs, and there were huge potential uh, extinctions, like extinction-level events where almost everything died and almost nothing lived. Mm -hmm. We are a remnant of that. Mm -hmm. When you think about, we've talked about how crazy it is to think about all the little things that had to go into your life. Mm -hmm your existence, how your mother and father had to meet and all of these things had to come into play just the right way. Think about that on a cosmic scale. Right. Think about how precious your life is. If let's say that we're bacteria, right? Mm -hmm. And we, the pool is rocking <laughs> and these bacteria are having a great time and they're multiplying. And then eventually we have salamanders and then they get crawl out lizards, all the shit down the line, humans show up. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Like the only scope of reference that we have in time is our own lifetime. Mm -hmm. And to think about how blessed we are to be alive is crazy in the context of just our lifetime. Yeah. But if you, th if, if it is true that we can trace all origin of life on this planet back to a single cell or a very small group of single celled organisms from here or from somewhere else, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's a yeah, crazy yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah, crazy yeah. miracle. Mm -hmm. And people don't think about stuff like that. It's like, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's mm -hmm. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, if you're alive, it's amazing. And pe I think there's this, like, separation between, like, uh, religion and science where yeah. people of faith are like, your life is a miracle. Like, they say it's a miracle because it's a miracle that God gave you life. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. If you want to call it God, fine. Yeah. It is a miracle mm -hmm. that we exist mm -hmm. anywhere in the universe because think about how much of the universe, that blackness that we talked about, the billions of, of years traveling at the speed of light where there is absolutely nothing. Yeah. Where it's just dark and desolate and black and dead. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I, and I mean, shit, that's, that's another, uh, you know, I thought about it because I didn't hear about that until you told me about it. And I mean, that totally makes sense. I could see that. But that's still, to me, that's still something from another origin. That's alien. It's hard to sell me on we just were here. It's right. hard to sell me on that um, there was just a bunch of chemicals and then like single-celled organisms just like came to be. Right, right. Well, there's that, it, I don't, for me, it just doesn't quite make sense. There's a lot of people that, have said that they've been abducted and now not giving them all the credibility that everybody's saying they've been abducted have actually gone through this experience. There's a lot of similarities in what they say. They, they speak telepathically. They can actually talk through brain waves 
and they can they don't have really a mouth and they don't speak they always say the same thing they're humanoid they got hands they got arms they got legs and they got a head they got two eyes do you remember my first theory on the grays <clears throat> because the people that talk about the grays and they talk about you know these uh, extraterrestrials they do say the same things that they they talk telepathically and stuff like that. So when I was a kid, the idea of somebody talking, uh, a being talking to me with their mind, was crazy. Uh -huh. It was science fiction. Uh -huh. It was like wow. They, in fact, tele telepathic communication was one of the highest levels of science fiction. That was one of the biggest themes. Like wow, if a being could talk to you with their mind, their mind would be so powerful, right? So now what are you talking about. Well, in our technology. yeah, what I'm what I'm talking about is I saw that as science fiction. Now that I'm older, I'm seeing it real close mm -hmm. to what I'm looking at with human beings. I'm seeing it real close to a point where I I can almost think something and communicate it to you. Right. So we're we're probably within 30 to 40 years where potentially I might be able to have a chip in my head. And it, it monitors my brave brain waves and allows me to put together communicative messages or whatever right. to somebody without saying anything at all. I can already do it by text, mm -hmm. but I can't do it with thought. That day's coming. Yeah. When that day comes, my old little kid science fiction idea will be blown out of the water by human beings. We haven't even been around that long. Yeah. If there's anything anywhere else that's done this I don't know, million years ago? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how advanced they are? Can you imagine how advanced any species is that actually did work together and got off their planet? Mm -hmm. They would be so advanced. We yeah. couldn't probably pr comprehend it, but my old theory on the greys was this. Because I saw the way technology was going, and it was ever improving, and the way communication was getting better, my theory on the greys was that they're us in the future. Yeah. Coming back to monitor the the mistakes I, I, of the path. Well, I agree. I agree. If you look at Grace, like I said, they don't look like us, like the way we look as humans. Long, skinny bodies, and they have a huge head. Yeah. Right. You know what they look like? They look like human beings that would have been bioengineered and bioadvanced with some kind of nanotechnology yes. and in enormous thinking mechanisms that didn't even allow them to speak. Yes. They have mouths that they don't use or jaws that seem like they should be mouths there, but they don't use them because they don't need to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's all... Well, and that, that, goes, that goes back to human, like human evolution, right? If we, we did evolve from, from an ape, very big, strong, physical, way stronger than humans, right? Now look at us. We don't have as much hair. Most of us. <laughs> right? As, as a gorilla or an ape, but we're smarter uh, on that level than, a, than an ape. We go to a gray. Well, if a gray has the ability to telepathically talk to you, if they have the technology to go through space in the snap of a finger, there's no need for physical strength. They don't have any need for it. No for a race to get so advanced to where they can do the things they can do or live as long as they, they do, they have to do it peacefully. I don't think they can do it fighting each other. No. You know? Because they'll go, they'll go extinct before they get a chance to get off. What do you think, if you saying that stuff, right, makes me think maybe they are actually figuring out how they become who they are 
and we are just like an experiment. Okay, let's see how we started. Let's see how we became who we are. Right. By yeah. seeing us, watching you know, you know us, what I said? I said that us, what if they're, you know, uh, what if it's going, a class? What if it's a school class in yeah, the future them, of aliens for them, to go, yeah. hey kids, yeah. you want to see how bad we fucked exactly. up and almost went extinct? Exactly. And if you put yourself in their alien-like shoes <laughs> and you go, look, if they can do what they can do and they can travel this far, they're well above anything that we could possibly comprehend. Sure. They're going to know the precise moment when we're ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're going to, in that moment, sadly to my fellow humans might not come if you don't get your fucking shit together. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the whole, I think that's kind of the whole point of why I'm doing a podcast because I'm just tired of people not getting their shit together. Yeah. And I'm not talking about individual people. I'm talking about the people of the entire oh, planet sure. earth, the, oh, the world. We, we're, we're past this like uh national divide and like all you know all these people are so different and they're scary no they're not all yeah. people are the same they're just trying to provide for their family the the only thing that seems to consistently drive wedges in between people and kill billions of people millions of people is the government mm -hmm. is is governments themselves and i i'd like to see the the world start working together especially knowing what we know now knowing what we know about how big the universe is yeah. knowing what we know about what we don't know it's, well, it, it makes sense to work together. Just knowing that, that one thing, how big the universe is, I feel like should be enough for people to come together and be like, hey, maybe we should start working together. I know. But this goes back to control and power. There's a lot of people that I can't have talks like this with a lot of people because they get uncomfortable. They don't even want to hear it. Yeah. You know, and that's not their fault. That's the way they were raised. If you're not willing to open your mind and entertain that stuff, yeah, perspective is everything too. And I've heard astronauts talk about this, how going off the earth or into orbit mm -hmm. and looking back at the earth changes the way they see everything. Mm -hmm. it, it, they see the earth not now as this planet that harbors um, all of these individual organisms, but they see it as a living entity, yeah. you know, and, it, and they, see, they feel this interconnectedness and this peace when they see it there's how can you not listen to the perspective of people that have been off of the planet they so should they should be some of those people that you listen to and on that note yeah a lot of those people that have been off the planet have said after their careers have ended that they saw shit up there yeah now these are the people we're supposed to trust these are people that are trained but arguably Harder just as much as anybody on the planet in anything astronauts there is a there is there's a uh Navy pilot, a very respectful one that says that he, in his practices and flying and stuff, he saw that. He saw a object that just it kept moving from side to side in seconds. Yeah, bro. Your trip to Wisconsin, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, I've, been an, I've been an alien nerd for uh, my whole life. Love aliens movie, self-admitted. And I wanted so bad to see something ever Yeah. more than a shooting star or anything like that. And I saw some really cool shit like uh, meteor or asteroids or something that were big and colorful and blue and sexy. But I never saw any shit that made me go, whoa, there's aliens. Uh, there's proof, you know. And that was kind of a lonely thing for me because I wanted to believe so bad. So we go up to um, uh, Lake Superior. The, the Great Lakes up in the, the North Woods. Uh, where is that, Babe? Uh, Apostle 
Apostle, Apostle Islands. Um, and we're sitting on a boat. We got a Airbnb sailboat and we're sitting on the deck and there's like, I don't know, a thousand wolf spiders all over the, the deck of this yeah. boat. But um, we're sitting out there and it's me and Peyton and Ronan and Courtney and it's dark up there. It's real dark. I would later learn that there's a lot of uh, unidentified flying object sightings up there, but I had no idea at the time. I was just like stars, dark, this is awesome. And we we're looking up there and I see this little tiny point of light up there. And it's like so high that I can barely see it, but I can see it and I'm tracking it and it's going in a straight line, right? And I think it's a plane right? And a commercial plane and I can barely see it because it's way up at altitude or some shit. But then I'm like, well, it's not blinking, you know, and they blink, but maybe it's so high up. I'm just seeing it in a reflection of, you know, light off of its whatever. And so I keep watching it and then it stops. And then the only way that I can really describe this is it looked like there was a bolt of lightning in deep, deep space in a vacuum. And this thing was gone. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Right? So I keep looking. And I'm like, that's interesting. But I can't really say for sure what it was too far away. So then we're looking around. And now more than one of us is seeing them. And where I'm like, hey, look right there and look at that dot. It's moving across the sky and it's in a straight line. I'm not an aeronautics expert, but I know that it was going way too fucking fast. At that, at that altitude, as high as that thing was, the, how fast it was moving across the sky as faint as it was, didn't make any sense to me. But then we noticed there was another one coming from exactly the other direction in a straight line towards it. And they weren't like lined right up. They were just offset a little bit, but they were going exactly the same plane. And I'm like, are these planes? They get fairly close to each other. And then these, again, these two flashes of light, deep space. I can't recognize what it is, but these things are gone. Well, a couple times, this happens two or three times. And at this point, I'm like, this is not a coincidence. These things are moving at unnatural speeds. They're, they're, they look like what they're doing is shooting into deep space in so fast that my eye can't read it. Mm -hmm. right? I'm thinking that I'm seeing a bolt of lightning, but I think what I'm actually seeing is them move at such a high speed that my eye can't track. And so they, they look like they're gone. And that's exactly what happens. I see more of these things throughout the night. We all do. And we track them for, I think, three or four hours. And they do all the same stuff. They're moving in these, in these straight lines and then whoosh, they're gone. And they're moving, I can tell they're gone and they're moving and whatever these objects up there are moving so fast that we don't have any of that shit. Mm -hmm. We don't have things that can do what these things were doing at that altitude. We just don't. Mm -hmm. And there were multiple ones flying around. I've read up on some shit that people have posted about stuff like this. And it seemed like these things were, whatever they're doing, they were coasting at a very, 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 very high altitude at no volume whatsoever. And then out of nowhere, they would just disappear or they would maneuver and they would move. A couple of them we saw do this type of shit. They go here. And, and, and I, they moved so far that I was like, oh. and I had to look for it. And I'm like, holy shit. How the fuck did it get halfway across the sky, bro? That doesn't make any sense. We don't have shit that can cut like that. 
Yeah. We just don't. The way that the stuff that I saw moving in the sky was moving, we don't have that shit. And if we do, that shit's being withheld. And if it's being withheld, it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, because that kind of technology, whatever can make a craft move like that, will change the entire planet Earth. And if we're withholding it from the people for military purposes, we're a part of an evil empire. So either... And I don't like to jump to conclusions and say I saw aliens. But whatever I saw... Was alien to you? Was alien to me. I've never seen anything. And I've talked to people in aeronautics. I talked to a pilot that used to come to my gym not that long ago. And I said, hey, man. I was in, you know, Wisconsin or whatever. And I looked up and I saw some shit. And this is the way it moved. And it didn't make sense to me. And I'm not an aeronautics guy. And I'm not an aviator. But I've seen planes fly enough that I it, it didn't make sense to me. Can you tell me? He's like, no, dude, I've seen shit too. And I've heard multiple pilots say the same thing, that they've seen and con- even contacted things and had things fucking with them in the air. And, and nobody wants to talk about it. I'm like, you know how significant this is? Yeah. This is the most significant news that we would ever get in human history, mm-hmm. is that me, there's other life. Me personally, like, I'm not a... I do believe that there's other stuff out there, but I've never, I'm like, ah, all right, whatever. I haven't sat down and started thinking about it. You know, not go crazy. I'll go on with my life. And I think most people do the same, right? Mm -hmm. And that's probably why they don't want to talk about it. Because you talk to somebody about it and you tell them how, what you see, like you, you saw that stuff. People are going to look like you're, they did too. They did. And I tried to be. I tried to be super analytical too. I was like, I, I had multiple witnesses, my kids and my wife, right? Um, said this, we all saw the same thing. And I tried to really, really document like, this is what I saw. I don't know. I can't say this is aliens. I'm not going to say it's aliens, but I can't explain what it is. People wanted immediately. They wanted to like, like, like my friend Brent's like, Oh, well, did you see some lights in the sky? I'm like, dude, I saw some shit that I've never seen before in my motherfucking life. Yeah. And I'm a hundred percent sure nobody's seen, you have not seen this shit. If you saw this shit, you would be wondering what was going on because you've been in the military. So like, usually I get it. I get doubt and stuff, but when people kind of like ribbed me a little bit for it, I was like, Hey man, fuck you. Yeah. I've been waiting to see some shit like this my whole life. And I'm not even jumping on the gravy train here. I saw some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we're not demanding more answers from our government and from other world governments is because people like you try to make me feel bad for wondering yeah. what the fuck's going on up yeah. there. Yeah. And if all that's going on up there is military drills, let me see it. Yeah. Show it to me. It's not a matter of national security. By the way, I'm a taxpayer. I own you. Yeah. So I have a right to see this shit, uh-huh. you know? Um, whatever I saw up there, this is what I take away from it. I don't know what it was. It's too high up to really know. But I know it didn't move like any any other kind of aircraft I've ever seen. So either our military or our government has some shit that they're not telling us on purpose. Stuff that is so technologically profound, it could probably help the human race, which makes them my enemy. Mm-hmm. Or there's fucking aliens up there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can figure. I don't think there's solar flares or some shit like they've tried to make people buy in the past. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I haven't seen anything since then, but man... I wanted to. We went up uh, up north uh, on our way back from Canada. We stayed at a couple places, and I sat in. I sat on top of the car one night till three o'clock in the morning. Was terrified I was going to get eaten by a mountain lion. But I was looking up. I looked up for two or three hours. Didn't see shit. Yeah. You know. And I most nights I haven't seen anything, but on that night I saw a lot, and I wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. And we apparently aren't the only ones that have seen shit. I only wish I had some credible way to to track that shit. Yeah. You know, because I tried and it was like, you know, you're not mm-hmm. going to see shit up there. Mm-hmm. But hopefully with better technology, like 
this could kind of come back and rob, uh, you know, beat them up if this technology continues to improve and we are able to like. I saw a Samsung phone that could take time lapse photos of of the Milky Way, yeah, of the stars. Like on a camera phone, I don't know that much about cameras, but Courtney's like, if it could do that shit, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive yeah. because that's low light conditions. If technology continues to improve at this rate in 30 years, what's our cell phone going to do? Yeah. Maybe I'll be able to pick up some shit. Maybe they won't be able to like hide the shit anymore. Mm. But it, it bothers me that um, there's almost a complete validation of hiding this type of information from the public. When uh, knowing this information, if the government came out tomorrow and said, okay, Juan, here's the deal. Roswell happened. There were little aliens there. We picked them up. We, they hung out for a while. They gave us some tech. They died. And then we stole their shit and reverse engineered it and sold it to you guys, you suckers, for the last 60 years. But it's true. Aliens are out there. Right. You would be pissed, yeah. but life would go on and you'd go, that's cool because I got Snapchat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. But you could handle it. It, it. it bothers me that they think that we can't. That. And there are a lot of people that are dumbed down that wouldn't know how to react to it. Yeah. It, but not saying that it shouldn't come out because it should come out, but the longer it's withheld and then finally it does come out, we got a bunch of people that never even questioned it, never even thought about it. There's a lot of people just naturally, they get afraid of what they can't see or what they don't know. And I, me as a kid, I thought the same thing. Aliens, hostile, they want to take us over. My 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 mindset on what, aliens whether they'd be peaceful or hostile they wouldn't be hostile if they have the technology they do they just eviscerate us immediately <laughs> it would be it wouldn't even it be wouldn't a be fight. a war yeah be, like humans a... like to entertain the idea that like we'd go to war against these things no. look if they can travel across the cosmos they'll they fucking vaporize yeah. us we're they, wiped out we're not gonna have shit on we're them. wiped out well um, another thing is too if, if they tell us now that they had all this in storage what do you, you know, think? You know how many people are going to be so mad and it's going to go against the government? It's going to create yeah. a whole chaos. That would give the government motive to not give this information yeah. out because exactly. if they if they let the public know that they'd been yeah. lying to them proactively for years, I'll be mad. I'm like, everybody would everybody would be mad, and, and I think even more importantly, they could potentially be guilty of crimes against humanity. Yeah for withholding information that could save human lives. Mm -hmm. And I think they'd have to atone for that. But here's the deal. I read this book unacknowledged recently Mm -hmm. and it's about black, uh, black operations and black budget stuff, millions and billions of dollars that spent on shit that they don't have to tell anybody about even standing presidents. They have black budget, um, projects that are approved through the intel through intelligence agencies for terms longer than sitting presidents can actually sit there for like 12 years. So if you're a president, and you don't need to know about this project that started before you get there, you're not going to know about it. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That Levels. means that the, the quote-unquote most powerful man in the entire world can't get in access to something that's been going on for 15 or 20 years because he doesn't need to know about it. Yeah. And that the money that's being spent, that's American taxpayer dollars. Mm-hmm. And in the future, the, our kids' money that's already being printed and spent on bullshit – but they don't even have to tell us. And like, these are legit verified black budget programs. Like, oh yeah, it's $250 million here that we don't have to tell you about. Don't ask. Mm-hmm. It's for defense. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's built in now for 30, 40 years. 
So the deal is with these black budget things, everything is so compartmentalized that even because you got to get somebody to do the work, right? Yeah. If you're going to reverse engineer spacecraft, you have to get somebody to do the work. So they'll, they'll um, make you sign all these things that tell you that they're going to fucking kill you or they're going to put you in prison if you do anything, right? They fly you into these places and they make your job very, very tidy and specific so you don't get the whole big picture. Mm-hmm. So there's people working in these black, these black budget programs that literally have no idea what they're doing is part of this bigger nefarious deal. Didn't they make a documentary? Yeah, unacknowledged, yeah. yeah. There was a guy on there that was working. He was a specialist, and he was working on one certain part, but he never knew what the fuck they wanted it for or what it was doing. Like, he just knew. He's like, it definitely was some shit that I've never seen before, and it was, like, completely not saying it's alien, but it was alien to him. Like, he didn't even fucking know what it was being used for. They just wanted him to work on it. Um, there was also a documentary about a guy that said that he worked for the government and and saw these spacecraft. And he made all these claims back in the day, was outed. He was worried. He was scared for his life. I watched a documentary about this guy. I'm going to look him up because me and Bo, Bo brought him to my attention. Doesn't he work in a – I think I might know who you're talking about. Because yeah, now he might work in like a car shop. I, I, I don't know, but he um, – he was saying that there was this scanner that when you walked into this facility, you put your hand on the scanner and this was like back in the day. So it was like high tech shit. Now it's not that big a deal, but he said it measured the bones in your hand. So it knew if you had different bones in your hand, that it wouldn't let you into the facility. And, And that was like, that was the first security. And he like explained how they had these metal rods and he tried, he drew a picture and shit and nobody could find it. And like everybody thought he was like totally full of shit. He got discredited, all this stuff. Years later, these pictures start surfacing. And there is that hand scanner that he drew exactly the same in this top secret facility that's now shut down and shit. Bob so, Lazar. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. Bob Lazar. 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 Yeah. Uh, didn't, did Roden have him on his podcast? I, I think he did. I think and, he did. And here's the thing. So in, uh, in a, the, people think I'm an arrogant when I say this. I don't give a shit. In MMA... You, you can learn to read people's character pretty good, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. If you've competed at any level in MMA or martial arts, you can look at somebody in the eyes and know to a certain degree if they're full of shit or not, yeah. right? They're insecure or whatever. You can, I, I feel like I can kind of read people like a book just from training and fighting. Mm-hmm. When I watched this dude on this documentary, I didn't see a bit of liar in this guy at all. Yeah. I didn't feel a single shred of embellishment. I didn't, he didn't seem happy about this shit. Crazy. He seemed bummed out about this right. new life where people doubt him and all this shit. And he knows what he saw. And he, when I hear him, I hear a guy behaving exactly the way I would expect somebody to behave if they didn't want to have to come out about this, but had to come out about yeah. this. And, uh, a lot of what he has said has been completely substantiated. And I've seen, I've, you know, part of this documentary is seeing people trying to drag him through the mud mm-hmm. and discredit him and make people believe that he never was schooled and things like that. Mm-hmm. Why? What are you so scared of? Right. You know what right. I mean? What do you right. have to hide? Yeah. If, in this, so let's talk about this uh, storming of Area 51 bullshit that just recently happened. Yeah, I was just about to ask you guys that. What do you think about that? The first thing that I thought, bro, you can weigh in and see what you say. What you thought. This is the first thing I thought. Um, this is really, really fucking stupid. Here's why. A, these people aren't, what are they going to do? What are they going to, how are they going to get in there? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 
Um, they're not going to storm anything. And the first thing I thought is this is probably government funded. This is probably the government probably had some guy set this shit up or had some group set this up because people are like, oh, why would the government do that? Why wouldn't they do it? Why would they do it? Here's why they would do it. They set up this big fake event, right? They get everybody involved. They get people selling t-shirts, bad t-shirts for 25 bucks a pop. It's great. They have all these people. Let's say they do storm area 51. How long did the raid take? Two months? Yeah. That's not a raid. A raid is let's go storm that motherfucker right now. It's it's, it's not known about. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're, it's a raid, bro. Like when Vikings raided, they knew when they saw boats on the horizon. Right. There was no... There was no, no warning. Yeah. There was no too much planning period. Hey guys, let's party. It's pathetic. It makes people look stupid. It trivializes the entire issue is what it does. And let's say that the government did plan this. Let's say the government didn't plan it. Who gives a shit? In two months, you're telling me that the government with all of the resources that has kept these secret secret for 40 or 50 years isn't going to find a way to get these things out of the building. You fucking idiot. So then when you show up and you go, yeah, freedom, if you do, which you won't, yeah. Right. You're going to show up and think it's a party and shit. Mm -hmm. But if you do that, if we actually storm the gates, there'll be nothing there. And the government will go, look, man, See? we don't want any trouble. See, there's nothing here. That's Guys, it. go back home. Keep drinking pop and watching TV. Yeah. Yep. Slowly yep. sleep. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine yep. here. It's yep. bullshit. And you know what happens after that? That's people be like, that would never happen. Why? If I was going to keep this shit secret for 50 years. Why wouldn't I devise a plan to make you believe it no longer there, exists? I can erase it. it from public memory because all you guys give a shit about is food and Trump. And yeah. at, at this point, everybody knows about Area 51. You think they're going to have it there? No. Really no. no, but but you know what? If they do, they've already bitched us once. We're not going to go storm the gates. We're going to go, oh, well, you know... Maybe maybe we shouldn't know about it. Maybe it's better people shouldn't know. <laughs> Fucking dumb, bro. Like, don't you want to know? Yeah. Don't you want to hold your government accountable for potentially lying to every citizen in the world for the last 50 years? Yeah. Like, isn't that important to you? Because that could change the course of human history. No. It has to start somewhere. We're, we're at a spot now where withholding the information is it is controlling. A lot of people now, we get so caught up in our job. We work our nine to, well, most of us work our nine to five. We live for the weekend. We go party it up and we start out, We start off the next week, same fucking way. Blinders have been put on, you know? Everybody's in debt. They're stressing about, there's always something to stress right. about, right? Now imagine, imagine if the world collectively, even as a nation, it was, it was more chill. We didn't have to work as much and we could sit around, smoke weed, take shrooms and do all that shit and talk. People's curiosity would start opening up and then people would actually start fighting for answers. There would be collective groups, divide and conquer. People are not only divided, but we're dumbed down. We're dumbed down. And a lot of people, when, when you have these talks, when me and you can have these talks and I've had these talks with other people, at first they don't want to have them. Well, when I'm like, no, I feel like it's a res responsibility of me because you you're looking at, you, well, when people look at me like I'm stupid and I remember there was a, uh, my buddy Joe Kason was talking to this girl at this time when I lived in Milwaukee and she came and she's very religious. I started talking about aliens. I broke this shit down and I could see how uncomfortable she was but she wasn't telling me to stop. Yeah. She was, I, I could see some, 
Wheels some gears turning. were turning, right? So I think collectively as a group, people doing that and even doing this podcast, that's what our goal is. Which I think just people in general have to smarten up and they got to get a spark in their curiosity. If, if nobody does and nobody gives a shit, nothing will be done. The power mongers that are in power will continue to have power until our planet is fucking dead, which we are killing our planet at the same time because of money and stuff like that. I think that same, that same documentary, you can look him up. I forget his name, but he made that, that car completely um, fueled by water. Did he? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Really? Um, was this a long time ago? It was, I want to say maybe 90s, early 2000s. No, oh, I don't know about that. He made, I swear, no, because he was on the, he was in this documentary, but he made a car that ran off water and they shut him down. The oh, government shut, yeah, yeah, they shut him down. I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. And, and, and that's the thing. There's shit like this that has happened that I, even me, I feel like I know a lot of my shit. I didn't even fucking know that existed. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's another guy that did something similar like a long time ago and just completely disappeared. Yeah. Just ended it. Like he was about to break this shit, this technology out on the world on on some kind of combustion engine or steam engine or some shit and just disappeared into thin air. Wow. And I, I don't know because I'm not an engineer and I don't know how this works, but it wouldn't be surpri- I wouldn't be surprised at all to hear yeah. that e- enormous uh, amounts of wealth weren't willing to silence people, even if it meant killing them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you, you, the thing that people don't understand about uh, corrupt power is what they'll justify. Mm-hmm. If if I make let's say five billion dollars a year, and out of that five billion dollars, uh, a bunch of it goes to war profiteering, or let's say none of it does, but I give ten million dollars to charity. And the $10 million to charity I give feeds kids in Africa, right? Rice and feeds starving babies, whatever. I'm doing it as business write-off. I don't give a shit. That's what these companies are saying. Now, all of a sudden, somebody comes along with a technology that's going to literally destroy my entire business. Mm-hmm. A dis- a destroy an entire uh, oil conglomerate worth billions of dollars, and it's going to take away my ability to feed those babies. This guy's just a little piece of shit. I'll have him off real quick. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. If he does this, it's dangerous for the world. I'll make sure that this and is taken care of. And people will find ways to justify they, it. They will. They will. They will. And people with money can. And, you know, I think people are really naive about this type of corruption. Go, well, people wouldn't do that. No, you wouldn't do that. Right. You You're wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. People that work nine to five usually wouldn't do that. But people that don't do that, people that have inherited generational wealth for the last three generations and they've been brought up to believe that they're supposed to fucking own you, they will do that shit. They'll look at you like a dumb ingrate primate and have somebody kill you. And when that person refuses, that professional hitman refuses, they'll pay somebody even more to kill that dude and kill you anyway. These people with money, with elite wealth money, like not justly rich, I made a business and I made a billion dollars. Yeah. But like people like the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, people like that, I firmly believe, and I could be completely full of shit, but I firmly believe when you have that kind of wealth, you're more likely to go, it's just one guy. Yeah. Everybody's guilty of it. You know, there are certain times when you, when you have it really good, you want to keep it Mm -hmm. right. Not going that drastic, but you're going to do what you have to do to keep it Mm -hmm. right. Um, if you have to sell part of your business to a, 
to a Shark Tank guy to bump it up to make you more money or keep you alive. You'll do it, you know. Um, not saying that that's corruption, but it does get to a point where when you do have that much money and you have that much power, what you're willing to do, a lot of us can't even put ourselves in that mindset. You know, people are very easily corrupted. Yeah, and, and it goes, the quote, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. That's just the way it is. We've seen it in history, what you're talking about, where good people come into, you know, these gross circumstances where they're drunk with power and they become pieces of shit. Very quickly, they now turn into horror sadists and, you know, murderers and things because they have, their, they're drunk with power. Yeah. Royalty all through the, the dark and middle ages was full of people drunk with power and just horrible, horrible individuals and human beings. When you give these ty- when you give these types of people this kind of power and influence, they are above the law, and they've proven that. Even our own ruling class in America, even senators and House representatives, can vote on military measures that will profit them, mm-hmm. that will see the the companies that they have ownership in profit. But if Martha Stewart sells shares to her company because she knows that those shares are going to take a big hit and she's going to lose millions of dollars, she's going to go to prison. Mm-hmm. The, they, they literally are capable of doing things that we as American citizens aren't, aren't able to do. Yeah. Explain that shit. You yeah. know? You're telling me that these aren't the same type of people that aren't going to withhold potentially the greatest technological secrets in the history of mankind? Of course they are. Yeah. They're pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. They want power. And money, once you get that kind of money, it's not about money anymore. And there's been powerful, rich people that have said this. Once you get so rich, it's not about money. It's about power. Mm-hmm. It's about how much influence you have over status. people. It's status. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it corrupts you, absolutely. It makes you drunk. The, it, once you're that rich and you don't have to work, and the only thing that you have left, what do you want? Yeah. Power. Yeah. You want that power to say, I, what I say goes. Mm-hmm. And if you have the money to say that on a broad scale, people are in trouble. And people are in trouble right now. Mm-hmm. You got people like the middle class in America is disappearing or it disappeared. The middle class used to be one income. Who do you guys know that brings in one income and lives like a king? Yeah. No. Who, who do you guys know that brings in one income working at your local like uh, machine shop, right? And right. they got six kids like they did in the 50s. or the, They no. don't. And if they do, they have to live on very, very, very meager means mm-hmm. and terms. Mm-hmm. And that's not just like a lower class. That's everybody. Yeah. There's more and more people now even moving in together uh, yeah. as, as families because they, it's not even like it's just economically what they have to do, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's kind of the future. But um, – so let's not get too far off base. Yeah. We've, we've, we've processed a lot. It's one o'clock in the morning. We've got to figure out how to do this. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank Juan for coming. Before we close out, uh, your guys' thoughts on the recent fights. Conor McGregor versus Cowboy ended in 40 seconds, I want to say. Uh, Eric, you said that this would happen. You said that it, it maybe not happen this quick, but you did call it early. Uh, Conor uh, coming out, giving Cerrone problems with the southpaw. Yep. Um, you know, what I said before, even um, if you watch – you know, tape on, on cowboy. He stands really tall, stands really tall. Um, his, he, he doesn't play a high guard. His hands aren't up. They're kind of floating at the chin, but he's, huh? He plots, he plots. He's not really light on his feet and he's got a long torso that, you know, he's just a long, 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 uh, frame dude. And, um, you know, I've known a lot of people, Anthony, RDA, um, stop him with body kicks. Body kicks have been an issue for him. 
um, before with that southpaw stance, and that was Anthony's game plan going into it because Duke saw. He saw that he, he leaves that body, he plots, he doesn't move a lot, that angle is really easy for him to catch. Um, and knowing that, knowing that you know his kick defense isn't the greatest, um, even Darren Till, Knocked him out with a left hand, I think. I'm pretty sure. But it was the same thing. It was that angle. Um, that was my assessment going into the fight. I think the fight was was definitely in Connor's favor. Um, just because not only that, Connor's a master at that angle. That's his game. He loves that shit. He, he plays the angles. The reason he can throw and throw as hard and as much as he can is because he's always in the right spot. Um, and so I definitely think his footwork was better. Um, it wasn't a body kick, but it was a head kick. It it was that southpaw jinx. He got that angle and he he clipped him. Right didn't on he? The didn't he get him to bite on the cross too? Didn't he get yeah. him to lower a hand? Because yeah, I think he yeah, faked that yeah, cross yeah. and then well, he went up I with think that that's head. That's why he came out hot right away. He yeah. threw that hard left, the clinch, the shoulder was it was awesome because I think knowing Cowboy's a slow starter, I think Connor knew he's gonna go. He's just gonna go, and um, the high kick. The high kick, it wasn't even it wasn't even a shin. He actually wrapped it with his foot. He hit him on the jaw, didn't he? I, I think so. I think so. But he wrapped it with his foot and hit it. And um so I picked first, second round. It was it was gonna be um Connor. I just think that Southpaw, man, I just think Southpaw's the jinx for, for Cowboy. I think his style doesn't doesn't quite match up with it. And I both those fight um the RDA, the the uh Anthony and the Darren Till fight, they were all quick. They were all they didn't they didn't go along. He, they jumped on him right away, and that was it. So, um, I mean, I called that. I, I I just think it was a really bad style matchup for uh, for Cowboy. And I think everybody was saying Connor had two years off, but he didn't take time off. He was always in the gym, and I think Connor is one of those special guys. His confidence is already through the roof. I think when people talk ring rust, I think that's more of a confidence issue. It is. I think I we've think, talked about that for yeah, a long time. With someone like Connor, I honestly think that two years was better for him than anything else. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. might train and he might train hard, but he's going to get better and he doesn't have to take all the punishment. So he comes back two years later, refreshed, confident, ready to fuck shit up, and he and, gets the job done. Yeah. Um, what does Cowboy do? I mean, because here's my thing on Cowboy. I've I've gained more and more respect for this guy the mm -hmm. longer he's fought. He came back and surprised everybody at heavier weights. Um, people wanted to say that he was going to lose, and he was winning when he was supposed to lose. And he's always been a gamer, always been a tough dude. But he's he's been through a lot. Yeah. And he's been through the WEC, and he's been through the UFC, and he's got, a, what, a kajillion fights now? Yeah, man, more than anybody. Is... Is um we've seen the ascension of Michael Bisping, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen a guy that I totally wrote off mm -hmm. find his way and wait for his shot and capitalize and, mm -hmm. and kill it and become a champion. Is there a shot for Cowboy to do that in any division? I think I think it's really hard. Um, and I I as gangsters, because Cerrone's one of the the biggest gangsters in the UFC, if not the biggest. There's a lot of talk. He'll fight like anybody in more time. That dude has fought on weeks' notice, two weeks' notice. He had two fights in two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like he's truly a gangster. And you know, I, my mind was going with Connor in that fight. My heart's going with with Cowboy because I like Cowboy. I like what he does for the sport. He's not a shit talker. He does it because he loves to do it. 
And even his post fight, he said, I'm not done. I just love this shit. For a cowboy man, I want him to do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> he deserves it, you know. If he wants to, if he wants to keep fighting, I I still think he'll win a, a lot of his fights. Um, for being to the top, I almost think he's fought too much. Because yeah. you know, I noticed even even in his body, because he doesn't only do fighting. He's he spilled his guts on a four wheeler accident. Yeah, yeah. He's almost died deep sea you know what i'm saying he does a lot of shit that's punishment on his body and it just looks like it's finally starting to show what about the brain people people are that that's my big thing i i really 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 uh am concerned about my brain yeah about the punishment that i took and punishment that you guys still take Mm -hmm. i don't spar for a reason now i don't i don't know what I'm gonna, you know, I got concussed quite a few times, yeah. and everybody in this room has been concussed plenty of times. We do what we do. I had one today. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shouldn't laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of, but it is. It is. Conti- I mean, fighting in the UFC, you know. Yeah. It's it's not it's not amateur shit. Like you're getting you're getting dinged on, you're getting banged on, even at lower levels. It, yeah. These days, you're getting yeah. fucked up. Uh, how long do you do it? How long do, if you're a cowboy and you've been through the wars? Mm-hmm. Like he's been through the wars. Well, in the gym and 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 in the cage too. For a cowboy personally, I think it's what makes him happy. So, on a personal level, I think he should keep doing it, man. He he likes to do it. He's a risk taker. That's what he likes to do. The only thing I change now is I know you know he's got a baby boy now, and he like loves that kid more than anything. So it might be time to start thinking thinking about other people, you know. But um, would you think he should? Picking shoes now, who he fights, or just well, that's just not his style. He won't do it. He'll fight whoever. Um, I think, I think, you know, a couple more, a couple more, and maybe end on a high note, you know, because the guys already, the guys already fought so many UFC fights. I don't see anybody breaking that record. And you know what I'm saying? Because if we if we include WEC fights, Jesus, I can't even fucking tell you how many fights that guy's had. You know, um. And I think, you know, and I will say, you know, he's he's gotten beat up before. He's taken shots, but he's never been knocked out cold. You know, it's never been like a super severe knockout, like a like a Chuck Waddell, Rashad Evans. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There hasn't been anything like that. And um, so, I mean, for him, like I said, he's 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 a boy from WEC. So, you know, I'll always like Donald Cerrone. And I, I think for him he's an anomaly because that's just where he belongs he just loves to do it um so for him i'd like to see i'd like to see just a couple more fights but i mean he's also getting older he's been he's older than me i gotta say he's 36 something like that but 36 for him how 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 much he's fought and like i said all the other shit he does that being said i'd like to see him fight a couple more fights and then that that dude already does so much adrenaline junkie shit. He can still do all that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so okay, so you got to pick one guy. You guys got to pick one guy at welterweight for Donald Cerrone to fight, and this will be his retirement fight. I mean, it's not obviously he's gonna fight in for fucking a hundred years, but who do, who's that fight? Who's his retirement fight if you guys get to pick it? At welterweight. Yep. You know what? It, it, anything up to middleweight. Fuck it. Donald gets to eat of 14 steaks and right, come in at right. 185. Anybody up to middleweight, who's retirement. his retirement? Fight. It's hard because 170 is such a 
a big division. I'm trying to think. Everything's a big division. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of seventy years here. You know, maybe even um, a battle, a battle of the OGs. Maybe like uh, him and Diego. Oh my fucking god! Are yeah. you serious, yeah. dude? I was yeah. just thinking yeah. that yeah. Diego Him and Diego Sanchez. Oh I think that would be cool because oh it's an god. it's an OG fight. Oh Everybody god. knows who they are. They've been around forever. They're both good still. That's you know, <laughs> but uh, telepathy, Aliens. telepathy, yeah, alien, alien contacts. Yes. Um, I, I'm, I would like to see him fight uh those onions again. Oh yeah. Yeah, Dos Anjos lost his last fight, didn't he? Or did yeah, he win? He's got, he did. He, he did. He fought uh, uh, Kobe. I think that was his last fight. I think no? this 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 weekend he's fighting uh, Chiesa. He is. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and Case is a tough fight too. And yeah. RDA is getting up there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, all right, guys. Well, we're going to call it a wrap. That's Mind Raid uh, Episode 5. We've probably got more, but hopefully we've got all of our crazy tin tinfoil hat theories out there for you. Uh, brother, thanks for coming over. We're hopefully going to record Thank these Mondays coming. Uh, Juan, it's great to see you. I'll see you tomorrow morning at the gym. Yes, um, always good to have you down here, and hopefully someday we'll return the favor and get back to North Carolina. We're pieces of shit. We don't, <laughs> we don't ever return the favor. Um, but uh, thanks, guys, and uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. This podcast is made possible by Gail and Douglas Koch and the Family Hard Drive. Music courtesy of Mike Chino. 